This is the Design Spark Podcast. Yes, that's right. The Design Spark Podcast. Lucy Rogers, Beck Hill, and Harriet Brain. We are the presenters, so you'll be entertained as we talk about tech and we have a good laugh about the past and the present and the future and stuff. This is the Design Spark Podcast. Coming up. You know, it kind of, but some new technology comes in, everyone gets very excited about it and tries to do something with it. Lump, lump, lumps of bits. I shouldn't have used the term bits in a computing context. I think that um, sums it up perfectly. Basically, that's the fundamentals of cybersecurity, right? Which is massive. I think six people in the world knew what was going on at Bletchley Park. We're not all going to become the software experts. The kind of usual common sense scenario is don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. You're listening to the Design Spark Podcast Expansion Pack, giving you a little bit extra of your favourite podcast. Today's episode is the expansion pack for our quantum computing episode. If you've not heard this already, get downloading. Head to designspark.com forward slash podcasts to hear it and the rest of series three. I'm Lucy Rogers, and I'm about to talk with Professor of Computer Science and Tech Evangelist at Durham University, Sue Black, OBE. Hi, Sue. Hi, Lucy. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, please? Sure. As you just said, I'm currently Professor of Computer Science and Tech Evangelist at Durham University. I've been there 18 months now and uh, having a great time. I was at UCL for a bit as an honorary prof and now at Durham and then outside of that also. Set up Social Enterprise Tech Mums, teaching tech skills to mums in 20. 12 or 13 I think so a while ago now that's still running and ran the campaign to save Bletchley Park mainly using social media for several years and then wrote a book about it called Saving Bletchley Park should I stop there I could keep going on forever <laughs> you've been busy you've definitely been yeah, busy yeah yeah, yeah been busy <laughs> and it feels that there's definitely that stem computer science thread all the way through. Yeah. So the question I want to ask is, how important do you think coding skills would be in the future for quantum computing or otherwise? Well, I mean, I think coding skills are important. So we do need software engineers in general, but of course not everyone's going to become a software engineer. But I think that it's really important that people understand what coding is and kind of understand a bit about hardware and software, Not, not to a great extent, but just to understand that Coding is just writing instructions for computer hardware, really, to perform tasks. And I think that as time goes on, we're going to be doing more and more stuff online. I mean, look at what's happening at the moment. Um, Everyone's kind of digital skills coming to the fore more. You know, I've never done so many um, Zoom conference calls as I have in the last few weeks. Yeah. So I think it's good for us to understand just a bit about how it works and what software is, what coding is. Because we're going to come into contact with stuff that we're going to need to understand, but also to kind of create and design more and more of us, I think, over the coming years. And I think the more that we just in general understand what coding is and how it works, I think, you know, we should all understand that kind of stuff. And actually, I'm currently writing the Pelican Guide to Coding for Penguin. And that's one of the things I say in there in that. We don't all need to have coding skills to be a software engineer, but it's good for us to have coding skills so that we understand kind of also what's kind of going on around us in terms of all of the technology around us. The more you understand how it works, I think the better you can interact with it. Mm -hmm. So it's like 
we all learn to read at school and we all learn to do arithmetic yeah. so that in our everyday lives, you know, we can add up what our shopping's going to cost or work out what our bills are going to be yeah. and read the instructions. So actually getting a little bit of that coding knowledge will help us when we're trying to figure out maybe something that doesn't quite work on our computers or how to get the hardware, the actual physical lumps of bits, computers or whatever it is. <laughs> lumps of bits, is that a technical lump, term? <laughs> lump, lump, lumps of bits. I shouldn't have used the term bits in a computing uh, oh, context. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So like, you know, we learn we learn English at school, so we learn to write English, but we don't all become authors, you know, so we need mm-hmm. to learn coding so that we kind of understand a bit of the language and what's going on to a certain extent but we're not all going to become software engineers I think it's a similar kind of thing I think it's now a basic skill that we should all have you know and so tech mums I wrote like the first version of the program and I had coding in there and it's still in there python coding as part of the program not because I think every mum should go through a program to learn coding but I think that it's good for everyone to understand just what's going on at a very basic level. So I can see the you know the benefit of learning the classical coding as we know it now, even if we're not all going to become the software experts. Yeah. But with quantum computing, it seems that there's probably a very few people who can really understand it. Yeah. If you think about Bletchley Park, you know, like Second World War... I think six people in the world knew what was going on at Bletchley Park. Wow. And in terms of the 8,000 people that worked there, very few of them were actually code breakers. And people weren't allowed to speak to each other about what they were doing. So I'm sure that some of the very high level code breaking, very few people actually understood what was going on and knew what was going on. So, you know, I think we you can use that as a kind of example. So we don't need everyone to understand all of it. Yeah, you're, actually, you're quite right there. So back then, there was only six people who could maybe program these computers and actually understood what was going on the whole way through. Yeah. And nowadays, there might only be six people who understand quantum computing thoroughly. Yeah. But yeah, in the future, look how many programmers there are nowadays. Yeah, absolutely. Well, look how big cryptography and probably code breaking as part of that is a subject, because basically, that's the fundamentals of cybersecurity, right, which is massive. And a massive skill shortage across the world. Mm -hmm. If and when quantum computers do become the norm, do you think there's still going to be that role for the classical computers, Sue? Well, I think what normally happens with new technology, kind of in my experience, is that, you know, it kind of, some new technology comes in, everyone gets very excited about it and tries to do something with it. And then a subset of those things are actually the fields where it actually works better than what exists already. So I think the kind of usual common sense scenario is don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, you know. So we'll probably need traditional computing for some things which it's better at than quantum computing. Maybe stuff like batch processing and COBOL. I you know, I don't I don't know what that will be. Mm-hmm. And then quantum can come in and, and take over the roles which it's better at than what we've got for the pre existing technologies, including the human brain. Um <laughs> And everything will gradually fall into place, I think, in terms of its efficacy. So so what's really come to my attention doing both the episode and talking with you, Sue, is that we sort of understand quantum and we know that it's going to be useful in various bits, but we don't quite know what yet. And so at the moment, because it is still so new and uh, being developed, it's going to take us some really hard thinking to actually 
get into our minds what it is and what can we use it for rather than saying it's you know it's not a magic bullet it's not going to be all things to all people it's actually going to be, have specific purposes and we've now got to work out what that is yeah absolutely i think that um, sums it up perfectly thanks lucy <laughs> well thank you ever so much sue it's been great having you on the expansion pack today <laughs> thanks very much for having me it's been a pleasure uh, cheers bye That was the brilliant Professor Sue Black OBE. To find out more about her and her work, head to sueblack.co.uk. And for more expansion packs, DesignSpark episodes, and other great content, head to designspark.com forward slash podcasts. If you enjoyed the show, please like, subscribe, and tell the world. I've been Lucy Rogers. Thanks for listening.